the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King. Lord, we serve you, and we praise you, and we thank you, and we give you all the glory. I pray as... Today's program might be a bit provocative, that people's hearts would be touched, their wisdom, they would gain in wisdom, and they would see my heart and the heart of Messiah. And I pray that the words that I'm speaking, Lord, would be from you. So, Lord, I praise you, I worship you, and I thank you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Good morning. I appreciate you listening. Uh, I'm Rabbi Steve Weiler. Each week I come to you with what God has put on my heart. And uh, this week is no different, but it, it it's going to be different in subject area. Yes. Let me just say your gift, uh, gifts keep this program on the air. Uh, as I mentioned to you, we're trying to raise $6,000, and somebody asked me to be specific as to how much we still need. So uh, I'm going to let you know that we are still needing $3,700. Um, I would love for you to uh, donate either on our website, uh, heartofmessiah.org, or call our office, Karen, at Eight one three eight three one five six seven three. We would be blessed. Well, this week we're going to begin a series on biblical values and how they should influence our voting. <laughs> Don't shoot me. Uh, okay. Can you agree that the United States is in a crisis right now? A moral dilemma. Okay, I think it's described pretty well in Second Timothy three, one through seven. It says this, but understand this, that in the last days, hard times will come for people will be lovers of self, 
lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, hard-hearted, unforgiving, backbiting, without self-control, brutal, hating what is good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to an outward form of godliness but denying its power. Avoid these people, for among these are those who slip into households and deceive weak women, weighed down with sins, led away by various desires, always learning, yet never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Boy, uh, I, I hate for God to be right like this, but it certainly does describe what's going on in our country. Look, there are many difficult things going on in the world, ISIS and other terrorists, the economy and race relationships. But in my opinion, the greatest problems in our country and in the world are unbelief, the breakdown of the family, the confusion over one's identity, moral indifference, and the intentional killing of babies in the womb. In short, my voting will be based on those issues, not issues of ISIS and terrorists and economy and race relations, which are all very important. But I believe the ones that I've just talked about, unbelief, the breakdown of the family, the confusion with identity, moral indifference, and intentional killing of babies in the womb, that's what I'm going to vote about. That's what I think is God's biblical agenda, so to speak. And honestly, and I'm going to be very honest, both presidential candidates are distasteful to me. I don't like either one of them. But God didn't tell me to like them. God told me to love them. God told me that I need to, in, in my heart, as I pray about this election, God's t- God told me that I have to vote because there is a difference in how they view my list of the greatest problems. And as a representative of the Lord, as somebody who is seeking to make a difference, if I don't vote, or if, even if I vote for a third, a third candidate that can't win, I'm wasting my vote. And I want this radio show to make a difference. I want my life to make a difference. I want my vote to make a difference. I want your vote to make a difference. And so I want listeners today to consider one area of the government and its effect on our lives, which affect our voting. From a voting point of view, this could be the most important area that we look at as believers and have to consider. So let me give you a little background first, a little, well, hopefully it might be a history lesson, but please excuse me. Our Constitution is 
divided the government into three branches, legislative, which is the Congress, executive, which is the president and vice president, and the judicial, which is the Supreme Court. It provides for checks and balances to make sure that no one branch could be able to control too much power. And it has created a separation of powers. So the president's responsible for implementing and enforcing the laws that are written by Congress. And he appoints the federal agencies, including the cabinet and, and the judiciary. And the vice president also is part of that. And he would be president if for some reason the president resigns or dies or something like that. The legislative group, through debate and compromise, the U.S. Congress makes laws that influence our lives. Now, um, the Supreme Court is the final judge in all cases involving laws of Congress and the highest law of all, the Constitution. So the Supreme Court, however, is uh, is not all-powerful because it's limited by the other branches of the government. Yeah, except that over the past few years, there's been a power grab in the United States. And the president and the Supreme Court have grabbed power that is not theirs because our Congress has been in gridlock. You can't blame it on the Republicans. You can't blame it on the Democrats. You blame it on the entire Congress. They have gotten very little done because they can't agree on anything. And they're not willing to compromise. Though the president can do many things on his own, not totally legally, some of them, but still he can and he has. The real check in our system is the Supreme Court. Whoever controls this court affects the culture. The president appoints who will be on the Supreme Court. The Congress has to approve the appointment. However, for the most part, the president gets who he wants. The Supreme Court also has grabbed much power that they, should, they shouldn't have grabbed because now they've started making laws, which is the job of Congress, rather than just deciding whether laws are constitutional. This means that the Supreme Court currently can change the culture of the United States with their decisions, and they're not even elected. Are you hearing me? They're not elected. They are appointed by the president. So how we, what president we put in power will elect the Supreme Court, who will decide the culture of our country. Is this important? I think it is. Let's review some of the things the Supreme Court has done. Roe versus Wade, you're all familiar with it, 1973. They basically made abortion legal. Almost 60-60 million babies were aborted since 1973. Now, considering that we only have 325 million people in our country, roughly, at this time, and 60 million babies were aborted, I mean, the numbers are staggering, but what do you think God is thinking? What is God doing 
Is he just going to say, oh, the United States, eh, let them do what they want, no problem? Yeah. Has this ruling affected our culture? Has it affected the United States? Has, has it affected our children and how they see life? The sixth commandment of the Ten Commandments is you shall not murder. Murder is killing with premeditation. Abortion is murder. What do you think is God's reaction to abortion? If the government is unchecked, they will be coming after religious organizations. They will be telling us what to do, whether it has to do with abortion or other situations. Look, look at the—I mean, can you imagine the government coming after a group calling the, themselves the Little Sisters of the Poor? They have been fighting to not be forced to pay for abortion-causing drugs for their employees. The little sisters of the poor are are nuns. They ask the Supreme Court to not have to comply with Obama's abortion mandate in Obamacare. The mandate compels religious groups to pay for birth control and drugs that may cause abortions. With relief, the, without relief, in other words, if they hadn't won in the Supreme Court, they would have faced millions of dollars of IRS fines. Can you believe that? Because they didn't want their employees to have free access to, to this kind of abortion-inducing drugs. So the Little Sisters won, but how did it get all the way to the Supreme Court? Do you understand the culture we're living in? What if there were two or three new liberal judges appointed by the next president and the Little Sisters would have gone before the, the, um, the Supreme Court? They would have been forced out of ministering. The same thing happened to the Hobby Lobby stores. The government was trying to force their Im- immorality on us as believers. Look, then there's the discrimination based on sexual orientation. Section 3 of, uh, in, in 19, uh, I'm sorry, 2013, United States versus Windsor, or uh, Windsor, right. Section 3 of the Defense of Marriage Act, which defines for federal law purposes the terms marriage and spouse to apply only to marriages between one man and one woman, is a deprivation of the equal liberty of the person protected by the due process clause of the Fifth Amendment. The federal government must recognize same-sex marriages that have been approved by the states. Well, but in, in 2015, they went further than just approving what the states did. That would have been somewhat constitutional. But the 14th Amendment requires a state to license a marriage between two people of the same sex and to recognize a marriage between two people of the same sex when their marriage was lawfully licensed and performed out of state. In other words, they redefined what marriage is. Marriage is really between now two loving people, whether it's two men Two women. That's the law of our land. 
They made a law about marriage, a law that God had had for thousands and thousands of years, and America had for many, uh, many years, and they changed it. Marriage is no longer defined by a man and a woman. So before this, our elementary education children included, they they read books on homosexual behavior, and some of them, you know, showed it as normal. Now our children will grow up with the understanding that marriage is between two people who love each other, and it doesn't matter about their sex, and this is how they're going to grow up. What are you going to do with this culture where sin is no longer a sin? Scripture speaks so strongly about this in Leviticus 18.22. You shall not lie with the male as with the woman. It is an abomination, an abomination. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9, you don't, or don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. The sexual, uh, sexually immoral, the idolaters, the adulterers, those who practice homosexuality, thieves, the greedy, the drunkards, and so on. And people, you know, will say, well, look, it's not just homosexuality, right? It's not just homosexuality, but this is immoral, sexual immoral and God makes it plain it's not about loving people it's not about accepting people it's about just speaking God's word and not changing our culture okay we want to give people equal rights but we can't change our culture Romans 1.26, for this reason, God gave them over to shameful passions. Even their women exchanged natural relations for what is against nature. Likewise, the men abandoned natural relations with women and were burning with passion toward one another. Men committing shameful acts with other men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. What could be more clear than that? We're saying not that homosexuality is the only sin. We are saying that the government should not legalize sin. (laughs) Now, maybe you think that the government has already legalized lying and stealing, (laughs) but I won't get into that. (laughs) But they haven't put it on the books. It's been sort of behind the scenes. This is on the books. The government is legalizing sin. The government has changed our culture from a Judeo-Christian culture to a secular one. We did not to get we did not get to vote on this. But we do get to vote for the next president. The next president will pick the next three Supreme Court judges. Do you think voting in this election is important? Look, I can go into other subjects that the Supreme Court will be dealing with having to do with our faith. Do you realize in 2013, an American evangelist was arrested and interrogated about his Christian faith after he was caught on a London sidewalk preaching against that homosexuality was a sin? Do you realize in Canada there are hate crime laws that don't allow this kind of speech? Do you realize that in Canada, I probably would be arrested if they heard this message on the radio? 
Do you realize that this kind of thinking is coming to the United States? Now, look, I have made it very, very, very clear, and I can't give you my other examples from the Supreme Court because of time, but I've got to say this to you, that I am not in favor of either of the candidates. I do not like either of the presidential candidates, but I will be voting for one of them because it doesn't matter about how I feel. It doesn't matter. My feelings don't matter. What matters is me standing up for what is the greatest possibility of somebody representing God. Now, I know that I can't guarantee that the person I'm voting for is going to do the right thing. But I can guarantee that I'm not voting for the person who I know will do the wrong thing. You have to understand that if we appoint liberal judges to the Supreme Court, we are going to see an erosion of our culture and our morals like we have never seen before. These past eight years will just be accelerated. And your kids will have to deal with our culture. We need to change this. We need to vote. You and I are representatives of God. We have to stop as much as we can. Look, there are only certain things we can do. We can't pick the judges. We can't vote for the judges. We have to pick the president who will pick the judges. And there's only one person who said that they will pick people who are conservative, who will represent the Constitution. So it's up to you. What are you going to do? You can say that you won't vote for someone because of their personality or character. You can say you don't like them. Hey, I've already said that. <laughs> I'm over that now. I'm looking at what is going to help our country or what is going to hurt our country. Both pre presidential candidates, to me, will be an embarrassment. Both have lacking of character. Both, I would struggle if either of them said that they were believers based on how they behave. It's not about how I feel about them or even how, what the rest of the world feels about them. It's about which one will appoint the judges so we will stop the erosion of our morals in this country. We will go back to being a country of law. Even our attorneys, because of their liberal bent, are willing to change the laws. Let me close with this scripture. James 2, or two scriptures, James 2, 26, for just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. And now 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, just like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in everything you do. For it is written, holy ones you shall be, for I am holy. We have been chosen by God to be holy. We're out of time today. I pray you'll come back 
next week, even though I've certainly challenged you in a strong way, maybe stronger than ever before. As you come back, we're going to continue this discussion because there's a lot more to talk about. You've listened to the Heart of Messiah radio program. I am Rabbi Steve Weiler. I thank you for listening. And I also thank you for generous gifts. I want you to keep this on air so I can keep sharing with you what I believe is the heart of Messiah. Go to our website. Go call 813-831-5673, Karen, and give her uh, a pledge of finances. Please, may the power of God's word and his spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.